now tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea, piping hot. So grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands. I know you're, you're not supposed to do that. I've done that before at yeah. immigration. Good morning. I was able to go. Good morning. Good morning. I was able to go to lunch and come back, and it was still another hour waiting. So get this: I went to the Department of Motor Vehicles yesterday, ten thirty-five a.m. I to get my license renewed. I walked in. There was nobody in there. I didn't even sit down. I walked. The guy waved me to the counter. I didn't even stop. I didn't break stride. I walked in the fr- the door. No ticket, nothing. No ticket. I walked to the front. The guy did my registration, and I walked out of there in less than five minutes. Nice. That is unheard of. That's awesome. <laughs> unheard of. That's at the Department of Motor Vehicles. You should have bought a lottery ticket. Oh wait. I know, right? I have yeah. some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Darren's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. What's up, Sandy? That's hey, 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 hey. From CMR. How are you? How's it going? 
Good morning. Good morning. I'm good. Oh, I like your bright orange shirt. Oh, thank you. See, I'm already yeah. here. Did you get any mugs yet? We're waiting our, on our on the way. Everyone so wants should, a mug. <laughs> they yeah. should be here next week. I've got like this huge mug list, literally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they should be here sometime next week. Awesome. Depending on customs, you know. How well, that don't goes. forget. <laughs> so FedEx <laughs> says they're morning. on the way, but then customs, you know. <laughs> don't forget your morning, your favorite morning radio host, Blake and Aaron, would like a, a CMR mug so that we can. Yeah, you guys are on the list. Nothing. You'll be happy enough. On the list. Yes, we're on the yeah, list. There's a whole listen, like legit. Good. There's a there's a waiting list. I hope it's a VIP list. <laughs> I was gonna say, how on. far down on the list? I've been on lists before with kids in school. <laughs> I know it's kind of <laughs> like a school registration list. Your kid yeah. stays on there five years later. Ah, <laughs> uh, like, yeah. I mean, listen, if anyone's pregnant right now with your first kid, put them the second that kid is born, get the birth certificate and put them down at school. <laughs> it's I, crazy because I'm having to deal with that right now, and I'm just shaking my head. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't. I didn't finish telling you about Operation uh, Quaker. Oh, what was going on with the traffic from sun from the event from the weekend? Mm -hmm. uh, the focus was Sunday brunch. They saw fifty four speeding tickets issued, nine people arrested for drunk driving, and wow. 20, 27 other traffic offenses were also uh, issued. The majority were vehicles with re expired registration uh, obviously wow. actually that reminds me yesterday so we were going to uh lunch dion and i for my birthday mm -hmm. and um what was going on like around it would have been around like north sound road like ale thompson area maybe like in front of jake scott like that whole area was there a car accident yesterday what time, what time around 12 ish hmm I don't know. Or was it just that bad? I don't bad hearing anything, but... Uh, it was just really backed up, especially... Yeah. For, yeah. That's just lunchtime traffic. That much? Yeah. Seriously? Because mm -hmm. there's no road on, like, on, no, on you, now uh, Seafarer's Way. No, North Sound Road is always a disaster around noon, mm -hmm. one o'clock. No, but, like, backed up. I'm saying, like, backed up all the way around roundabouts and stuff. Like, mm. Yeah, that's, that's traffic. Mm. Seriously? Lunch traffic. Yeah. You know yeah, what it is? Like, a couple people that just don't know how to go. And... Let's, I'm not even gonna say, but that that whole Al Thompson area where there's yeah. too many people that go out and are let and people let too many people go in and there's too many there's people. Don't know we need to, to cancel. We need thing, to cancel entrances on those sides. One, it one, just needs to. You flow. only need to remember one thing when you're going into a roundabout: yield to the right. That's it. Exactly. And don't exactly. stop in the middle of the That's roundabout. And yield stop, to the right. How hard can it be? Don't stop in the middle of the roundabout. Yeah. If you if you don't have to. Yes. Andy, what's news this morning in Cayman? Well, there's a couple of things that are going on. So um, there's an investigation coming out of the University College of the Cayman Islands. That's big news this morning. Oh, oh I that? saw something about this. Yeah. So um, they found some irregularities um, surrounding like transactions with the head of the hospitality studies program. Oh, really? Who has since left the jurisdiction. Oh. You mean you left the island? Mm -hmm. Oh, Okay. So that little tidbit of that story is a CMR exclusive. <laughs> He's not really? here. So okay. even if they find anything, uh, now they got to go through, I guess, extradition if they can. Where'd he go? But, um, I'll be able to tell you later on today. Okay. okay. Take the money and run. Wow. That's what it sounded like. So, um, yes, he has left the jurisdiction. Uh, these are, you know, it's just an investigation at this point. Right. They haven't come to any conclusions, but they did find some stuff that. Guilty and still proven happen. innocent. Let's be honest. No, I, I mean, it's the no, wait, one. what? I was like, that's, <laughs> my, my brain was trying to work that yeah, one out. I know. <laughs> Innocent right. until proven guilty. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, but there's a lot going on at uh, UCCI. So we're going to talk about it. Um, mm. We'll start the conversation. 
And then um, other big news is uh, for the first time ever, this is business, um, Don Seymour from DMS Broadcasting and many mm-hmm. other things um, mm-hmm. has uh, basically Cayman's first unicorn company. Now, listen, I didn't know what the heck a unicorn company was. Yeah, I didn't think unicorns were real, but um, <laughs> the fact that he has a company that he's yes. raising unicorns. Yay. Um, it's a unicorn. unicorn theme. I mean, he is an entrepreneur for yeah. sure. Yeah. I a unicorn. Do I get a unicorn? So a unicorn oh company, just FYI, yeah. is a company that's valued over a billion dollars. Wow. I've never yeah. heard that term before, and there's probably a reason why. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had one before. <laughs> yes. So uh, unicorns do exist. Very, very rare, but they do exist. So we're going to talk about that a little bit this morning as well. well so explain. wait, are we going to go? Are we going to ask for a race now? <laughs> <laughs> Explain what this what you what you mean by that. What happened um, with the company? Sorry, say Explain that one. What you mean by he has the? How did he acquire that? Right. So um, this is the details that we're going to get into. But basically, um, DMS Governance, uh, which mm-hmm. was started like 21 years ago, um, you know, he set that company up, and over the past 21 years, he's been working hard and doing his thing, and. There have been um, a couple mergers and acquisitions and um, injection of capital into the business. And now it's kind of gotten to that stage where it's valued at over like $1.3 billion. Awesome. Yeah. That's pretty he, cool. He is no dummy. No. Uh, Don Seymour is a smart man and uh, yep. not just a very likable guy and really passionate about music and his radio station. Yes. But mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, financial he's, companies, he's yeah, he's he's made some smart moves. Yes. He sold DMS governance to Waystone, but he always had a stake in it. And now Waystone has been sold again. Um, so it's just, it's compounding. That's awesome. that's how. Yeah. 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 I'm Smart going, guy. Yep. We're going for raises soon. Smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he will probably remind you that um, that has nothing to do with DMS broadcasting. Oh, I know. Oh, trust me. This is not my go, Darn, I knew there was some kind of loophole here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, we're broadcasting. Yeah, we're broadcasting. I you know, right? It goes into radio to make a lot of money. And no. Unless you're a podcast star called Call Me, Call Her Daddy. Oh, okay. She's got like a yeah, sixty a million dollar deal on uh, for her podcast. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh, content, that I'll title got me wondering. Yeah, I don't know if it would be your your cup of tea. Okay, Don Seymour takes care. He, like he takes care of his employees. He does. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Great. Great company yeah, that's, that's good to know. So, um, so we're going to be talking about also. There's a little bit of an update on the um, dance hall artist intense visiting the school last week. We have mm-hmm. what we finally think is the true story of what went down. There's an apology letter that has been issued. Um, so we're going to discuss that this morning as well. So Who was the apology issued from? From the school? Um, no. From somebody else that we had mentioned called George Roper. So he uh, apparently has a role to play in this. And um, yeah, most people didn't realize that. So, mm-hmm. so you'll have... Full story on that on CMR. Yeah, we're going to talk about that as well. It's very interesting. Sometimes things are not always as they appear, and there are multiple layers to it. And you know, here at CMR, we love peeling off the layers. Just like mm. back. yeah, uh, Sandy. I know you're part Canadian, so happy Canada Day today. Oh, is it Canadian Day? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, happy Canada yeah. Day. What are you guys doing to celebrate anything? Happy July first. We're not Canadian, but no, nah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll always. All right, where are my Canadian friends? Tracy. 
Tracy's yeah. always tuned in. She's in Canada right now. She's probably listening already. Happy so Canada Tracy, Day. link us up. Tell us what you're doing for um, Canada Day. What's like the maybe having some, some maple syrup? The, like yeah, maple pancakes with maple syrup for breakfast, and then mm -hmm. what's the drink that you would have in the afternoon? Trying to Molson. What's the Canadian? Hmm. It's been so Do long since a, I've. I've Do they have a Canadian drink? I don't even know. Totally, there oh, no. is something. There has I mean, to be something. Well, there, I mean, look. Uh, what is yeah. it? Triple Crown. Is that Canadian? I don't know. Canadian whiskey, Triple Crown. I think. Okay. Possibly. Maybe. Yeah. Lots of uh, holidays to this in the next few days. We got Fourth of yes. July for the Americans, and mm -hmm. then Constitution yeah. Day on Monday, and yeah. we may get a tropical storm to spoil spoil it all. Yes, Named I Elf. forgot. The weather is also yeah. on the agenda today. Exactly. Uh, so our weekend is probably going to be um, rainy and could be know, maybe a little bit of wind. It's kind of heading directly at us. It looks like. All right, we'll catch uh, CMR and it's kicking off right now with Sandy Hill, and we'll see you tomorrow, Sandy. Awesome. You guys have All a right. good day. You bye, too. You bye. Too. All righty. All right, folks. So, um, oops, I didn't mean to do that. Let me just kick them out of my studio. All right, folks. So, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, Alice. Good morning, Kay. Olga, good morning to you. Dawn is here. All right, give me a few minutes. I'm going to... Um, I want to play a little bit of an update on something, and then that'll give me a quick minute to run and um, get some water, which I haven't done yet. And um, then I will be back. So um, there's some very, very interesting things going on in terms of um, COVID as well. So if we if we get an opportunity, we'll talk a little bit about that towards the end of the program. <clears throat> but big news yesterday um, in terms of, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Bill Cosby. So we're gonna talk about that a little bit as well. Pretty, pretty crazy. But uh, let's do a little bit of um, Pfizer and Moderna information. Um, so I'm going to play that video for you guys. And then that will give me a chance to go run and get my morning coffee. And uh, you guys should have coffee. You guys know I don't drink coffee. What am I talking about? I don't drink coffee ever. I eat coffee ice cream. This is the weird part. I actually love, there's a coffee ice cream <laughs> that is to die for, but I actually don't drink coffee. So uh, give me one second here. I'm going to get this going. So let's get a little update. I think this is some much welcome news for those of you who were wondering about the actual protection that you get from particularly the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine. So let's get caught up in that. I will be right back. Um, and then we got tons of stuff to talk about here today. So Stay tuned. Two oh, adults have on. received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. It's just shy of the 70% President Biden hoped for by the 4th of July. And a new study published in the journal Nature now shows that the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines could provide protection from the virus for years. This morning, a closer look at just how long they could hold up. 
This morning, another development in the fight against COVID. A new study finding that the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines could offer significant protection that could last years. Scientists calling it promising. The best case scenario, this probably will last for the life of the person who successfully got immunization with the two doses of the vaccine. The study published in the journal Nature showed that mRNA vaccines like Pfizer and Moderna produced high levels of neutralizing antibodies and those important B cells, which help support the immune system. But instead of peaking after a week or two, researchers found nearly four months later, there was still a strong immune response, essentially training the body long-term to fight off infection. The Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine was not considered in the study. This news coming amid concerns about the highly contagious Delta variant now confirmed in 49 states. In L.A. County, the largest county in the country, officials are recommending all residents wear masks indoors to protect against the Delta variant and areas with low vaccination rates seeing the variant spreading rapidly. In Missouri, the Delta variant responsible for nearly 30 percent of the state's new cases. Hospitalizations there are up 42 percent in the last month. And the variant's still the wild card here. Scientists in that promising study saying, yes, these vaccines hold up now, but how it holds up in the future really depends on how the virus mutates and any new variants. And joining us now for more on the Delta variant and this new vaccine immunity study is physician at Stanford Children's Health, Dr. Alok Patel. Thanks for being with us so much, Dr. Patel. So let's talk about this study. How significant is the new study that shows mRNA vaccines like Pfizer and Moderna produced high levels of neutralizing antibodies? Well, good morning, Eva. It's actually very significant because it kind of further affirms what everyone was suspecting and hoping that getting your vaccines, getting that two series, would actually give you protection for a lot longer than just a few months. Now, previously, in April, if you remember, there was some great news out there that, hey, if we look at the blood of people who got the vaccine, they show a good amount of antibodies six months after they finished their shots. And also people who are vaccinated are much less likely to get COVID-19 or wind up hospitalized. What this particular study adds, which I think we heard a little bit just now, was that something called the Germinal Center in a lymph node, basically a training facility for your immune system, was still active four months after getting the shot. And that gives scientists a really good look and saying, hey, you not only have antibodies, you're continuing to churn out the cells needed to fight off SARS-CoV-2. And so it's totally possible that people who got the full dose of Pfizer or Moderna are gonna have protection for years to come, which is great news and more motivation for everyone out there to go out and get their shots. And putting that information into your body's memory bank so it knows what to do in the future, really pretty cool science there. Uh, what, does all what, this, what does all this mean for the highly contagious Delta variant, which is now confirmed in 49 states? It's not only confirmed in 49 states, but it's also turning out to be one in five of our new cases here. Now, the good news is, is that both Pfizer and Moderna, after you finish those two series, are shown to be 90 or above percent effective against the Delta variant. We heard that Johnson & Johnson wasn't. One thing that is concerning is that only one dose of Pfizer and Moderna is not going to be enough to protect people against the Delta variant. It's about 30 to 40 percent. So people who even have a partial vaccination can still catch and spread the, the virus around. But one thing that I just want to point point out to you is right now in this country, we're a little bit more than 50% fully vaccinated. This is the United States. If you look at the global, the global population, we're not even close to where we want to be in terms of vaccine-acquired herd immunity. And we've seen outbreaks happen here in the United States from the measles virus. 
And we've had some parts of the country where 90% people are vaccinated against the measles. So even a small unvaccinated group of people can still absolutely catch and spread a virus. So it's important that we are talking about the Delta variant and we're acting in a preventative manner rather than trying to play catch up like we were last year. Yeah, it's not a place that anyone wants to be in. The World Health Organization is now urging fully vaccinated people to continue wearing masks as this Delta variant spreads. Overnight, we saw LA County, the largest county in the country, encouraging people to wear masks indoors again. What do you make of all of this? Well, what I make is both the WHO and you know different state public health counties like LA County trying to figure out what to do to act in a preventative manner. Now, there's obviously some back and forth, there's some discourse happening on social media with people saying, hey, we're not wearing masks again. We have to look at the perspective of where both of these recommendations are coming from. So back in May, when the CDC changed their mask guidance and saying, hey, vaccinated people don't need to wear masks indoors, there was no actual guidance about what businesses should be doing or how can we actually verify who's vaccinated or is there any type of local local statistics that can help guide people when they can lift the mask mandates. And the World Health Organization is looking at a largely unvaccinated world. We're fortunate here in the developed world, but if you look at Sub-Saharan Africa, the Middle East, a lot of Latin America, those vaccination rates are below 5%, in some cases below 2%. And so you have basically have a race between the Delta variant and the vaccines. And given the fact that we need to not only get vaccines distributed and injected into arms, and you still need six weeks for that full protection after a full series, it's time that we just start thinking about how can we actually best mitigate further spread. And, and talking about mitigating further spread, you're a doctor at Stanford Children's Health. What's the latest on the vaccine eligibility for kids, especially those under 12? Is there any update there? Well, we still have those ongoing clinical trials for those kids who are age 5 to 11. And, you know, we are expecting to see some really good news for people out there in September when the vaccine, can, the data can be submitted for emergency use authorization. But the important thing is that we do have a safe and effective vaccine for those 12 to 17 year olds. And what people need to remember is that after you get your vaccine, you still need several weeks to build up full immunity. And so it's important that you know parents are out there paying attention to this information and teens are out there and getting their shots before the school year fully reopens. Because I do think, and I'm not even close to alone in this opinion, that we need to absolutely prioritize getting children back into schools in the upcoming fall. And it's our power and our power alone to make sure that happens. Yeah, and the data really speaks to the fact that kids need to be inside schools in a classroom learning. They learn best there. Dr. Alok 100%. Patel, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thank you. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos here. Okay, folks. So, yeah, some new information there. Um, a little bit of hope, to be honest, that we could get some additional protection from the um, vaccines, which I think is a bit of welcome news. Um, you know, especially if you have allergies or you've had a bit of a reaction, thank God that I uh, didn't have anything. And I wanted to talk a little bit about this because it kind of slipped my mind actually to um, to mention it. But, you know, you know, I went last week, Friday, to get my second dose and um, I did a live stream and then I forgot to tell you guys what happened after that. So basically um, I came home and I said to myself, I'm gonna relax a little bit. You know, I'm not gonna do anything too strenuous. I wasn't planning on running a marathon anyway. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so I did come back home and um, I just took it easy and I went to bed. I stayed hydrated because they did recommend 
drinking lots and lots of fluids. So I did that and um, came home and I was fine. Nothing happened. Not a thing. Uh, my arm was sore. Funny enough, my arm was sore, I think, for different reasons. Like it wasn't really um, that that was the issue. I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, I had lifted, I think it was a watermelon or something the day before. And so um, I was a little bit sore from that, like on the front part of that same arm. Cause I think I use, although my left arm isn't my dominant arm, I think sometimes we use it for, um, you know, different things. And so, yes, I used it and I could feel soreness on the front end. So um, I think I need to edit this. Mm. Sorry, I'm trying to do something here. Mm, that's interesting. I'm trying to order something, but I, I think CNB is probably blocking this. CNB is very particular with transactions. Um, wanted to see, I know a lot of kids are out for summer, so I wanted to see if we could uh, actually live stream on Instagram this morning. So that's what I'm trying to do here in the background, but let me see how that goes. I'm gonna expect a phone call from Trinidad any second now from CNB to say, hey, someone tried using your card. Was that you? Uh, they're very, very good with that sort of thing. Okay, I see what's going on actually. Um, yeah, so I woke up Saturday morning, had no issues, you know. I still kind of took it easy a little bit um nothing too strenuous and then you know sunday is normally my more relaxed day anyway so thankfully i had absolutely no um no sort of response in terms of um pain fever nothing quite frankly from either dose because some people have said to me that you do get uh well they found that with the second dose you got a little bit of something and um, yeah, not me, I was good. All good. So just in case you were wondering, I thought that it would be a good idea to kind of update you guys on, on that. So go out there and get vaccinated folks. Tomorrow we're gonna have a special guest in the program in case you missed it. We do have um, the Minister of Tourism and Transport joining us and he's going to be talking about um, the, um, just pull this up here about the tourism, um, the mandatory tourism survey. So again, if you are a recipient of the stipend in particular, you are supposed to fill out the survey and he's going to explain why and uh, you know, why they want you to fill out the survey, what the survey is all about, what they hope to achieve with the survey. And um, from what I understand, I think it's something that would benefit all, all of you. Um, if you fall into that category, to definitely fill out. Okay, so let me see if I can get on Instagram. Now, you guys know the Instagram crowd is not quite as mature, um, I hate to say, <laughs> but it's true. They're not quite as mature as uh, the folks here on um, on. Let's see if we have to log back in here. They're not quite as mature as the folks on, on the Facebook stream. So we do 
try to take your time with them because mm, you know how they are. Uh, so <laughs> we will see how it goes this morning. We keep trying to give them second chances. You know, they're like the little kid that's always getting in trouble. And uh, you keep trying to give him a second chance. And uh, he keeps messing up. And then you think, well, he's just a little kid. So <laughs> let me keep giving him a second chance. Anyway, um, I don't want them to be involved in the conversation because they do represent a good portion of the community. So these are our young people. Um, you know, so I, I understand sometimes uh, why they feel a particular way, may not always agree with how they feel, but I certainly do understand why they feel a particular way. And so I think some of it is just maturity. You know, we've all kind of been there and done stupid stuff and, you know, you have life that you haven't quite lived yet. <laughs> so um, it is what it is, right? So, yeah. But of course, this thing won't allow me to log in this morning, which is weird. Hmm. Let me see what's going on here. All right, let me see if I can kind of do this in the background. So good morning. How is everyone? Um, hmm. I don't know what's going on here, why it's not letting me log in. So going live from Instagram is technically a bit of a challenge um, because uh, it's just not quite that easy. So you've got to go through the ringer to try to get access to going live from a PC on Instagram. And um, uh -huh. So we'll see if we can get that done. Um, hopefully, before the show's over. But we'll see. Um, hmm. All right, let's see how that goes. Uh, might be something here. Okay. All right, if we can get started with them, we'll do that. In the meantime, Good morning to Don. So good to see you. So Don, you've just reminded me um, by seeing your name that um, those of you who are um, prize winners from the anniversary prizes, we will be organizing organizing ourselves over the next couple of days to get those delivered to you. So, well, not necessarily delivered, but, you know, delivered in the sense that you might have to pick it up. <laughs> but uh, I'm sorting out the list and um, I've got to be very careful with those of you who won um, chocolate, because obviously I do not want um, to have an issue where, you know, the chocolate melts. So uh, we're working on that. And um, once that is done, Right. So once that's done, I will just message you guys or give you a call to say, hey, um, you know, this is where you can come and get your, um, this is where you can come and get all your, your goodies. So some of you won some fantastic prizes, by the way. So congratulations. 
on those. Uh, I did. I was so excited when, you know, quite ironically, it's like sometimes you win the prize that you just really are meant to win and that you need. Uh, because the young girls, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the young girls who won the massager, they called in during, like they took a break during one of their matches. I think they were practicing for uh, basketball or something and they called in and they actually won. I was like, you know what? This is the ideal thing for an athlete. Uh, so now I don't know how they'll work that out if they're going to be sharing it or exactly how that will work amongst um, the group. But who better needs a good massage, uh, therapeutic massage than an athlete? So good morning, Miss Morna. Good morning, Carson. Good morning, Olivia. Celine is here. Miss Morna is here. Larry, thank you for joining us. Um, Doreen says she's watching with all of us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Carson, good morning. Irvelyn, buenos dias. Hello, Miss Joy. So good to see you. CE Banks said, good morning, Sandra. Good morning, Cayman Islands. We have this tropical storm. Elsa, prepare, prepare, prepare. And you better believe it. Uh, nothing beats preparation, folks. And this is now where you want to ensure that you are ready. Mm. Yes. Are we ready? Well, I sure hope so. Because um, this storm is coming your direction, no matter how small. And so we all need to be prepared and we all need to be ready for it. So my recommendation is to review everything today. Um, you know, we have food sometimes that we have sitting there forever. And, um, you know, maybe you need to refresh those items. You need to, uh, check your, your list of medications. There's just so many things that you need to get done. So this is the time to do it. Do not wait folks until the last minute, because then that makes absolutely no sense. And, um, it's, hmm, it's, uh, I think just in your best interest to ensure that you are as prepared as possible. Mm -hmm. So, um, Hmm. I don't know why this, um, hmm. yeah, so I'm hoping that, um, you know, all of you uh, are doing these things because remember last year we had a storm. It wasn't a major storm. Hi, Andy. Hi, Anne-Marie. But it was enough to take down a couple trees and cause a little bit of havoc. Like it was a little bit crazy how much damage that storm did. And I think it just reminded everyone that uh, you don't have to have a major storm to do damage. And, you know, in my head, I seem to never think, ah, make it be a category three and then I start to worry. So if it's predicted to be a cat three. But that storm last year reminded me that it doesn't even have to be a cat one storm to take down trees, take down power lines and to do damage. So I think that was a, a real eye-opener for me because I don't really recall um, a storm of that magnitude causing so much damage. And I don't know what it was about that particular storm, especially here in the Savannah, Newlands area. We experienced a lot of like, when I went out there, I was like, what the heck just happened here? What kind of storm was this? So I think we just need to um, always 
be on our P's and Q's. Miss Vernita's here. Brandon is here. Good morning, Louie, uh, Janita, and Miss Beulah. Marshall, Audrey. Hey, Audrey, how you doing? Um, Audrey said Caesar. I'm assuming that she's talking about the Canadian drink. Um, Audrey, are you Canadian? Are you guys Canadian? Hmm. Odell, good morning. How are you? Triple Crown. Okay. Sabrina, thank you. Jackie, as you can see, I'm a little bit behind on the messages. Uh, your favorite color. Well, this actually isn't red. This is an orange shirt. But I do have a red. I think I have a red CMR shirt as well. Got all kinds of colors. Vanessa has an 18-year-old daughter, folks. I cannot believe it, Vanessa. I saw your post and I thought to myself, there is no way that she is 18 years already, 18 years old. Where, where did the time go? What happened? I don't even know. Um, it's just crazy. It seems to me that yet just yesterday she was like 12. <laughs> so please uh, wish her happy birthday from CMR. Good morning, uh, Gabby. Happy Canada Day. Yes, is Tracy here? There you are, Tracy. Tracy's like, girl, I've been here. Um, 105 degrees yesterday in Canada. Whoa, that's crazy. Lemongrass tea is in Louise cup. I'm just drinking water. Damien says full circle news. Miss Corrine is here. She's drinking uh, turmeric and ginger today. Nice. Um, and gets to watch this morning. And what have you been doing? Sounds like you've been kind of busy. Uh, Larry, 84 degrees in humid New York and afternoon thunderstorms. Uh, I don't even know. What is the temperature here? Now that you say that, I should check it out. Uh, Lily, good morning to you. Jess is here. Jasara. Victoria says just another phone in the future so you can always go live anywhere. Um, it's good to have multiple. Yes, I actually do have multiple devices, uh, Victoria, but I'm trying to go live from the PC so that they kind of get that better camera thing. And it looks like it just isn't working today. <laughs> so um, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, I do have multiple phones. But as you guys know, I don't actually go live um, from the phone when I'm in studio. So I do that when I'm out and about. Um, so yeah, when I'm in studio, I don't tend to use the phone unless there's something wrong with the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm trying to do this whole Instagram thing and I don't really know what's going on, but oh well, I guess they're going to miss out today. Don't know. But, um, yes. So thank you so much for that recommendation, but absolutely. There are times when multiple phones are necessary, especially during the election because we were live streaming on both Instagram, uh, and Facebook. We don't do a whole lot of like live on YouTube. Uh, maybe we'll get there. Uh, Wanda's joining us from Pennsylvania, 86 degrees there with thunderstorms coming in in the afternoon. So it looks like there are a lot of thunderstorms all over the place. Atlas, good morning. Um, what? Atlas had a dream about me. Oh my God. Really? Oh my God. <laughs> Listen to this dream. Dreams are so incredibly interesting. If you're a dreamer, and I don't mean a dreamer in the sense that you just like <laughs> daydream all day, 
I mean, if you dream at night and you actually remember your dreams, uh, you will find comments like this one very, very interesting. So who knows why Atlas was thinking about me and his dreams, no less. Sort of a Freudian thing, maybe. I don't know. But listen to the dream. The island was going on a 10-year strict lockdown. Lord have mercy, please. But you had your own boat sailing to the UK for anyone trying to escape. And I begged to get on. So weird. That is really weird. Well, hopefully neither of those things will happen. No 10-year no lockdown, first of all. Uh, thank you, Emma. Carol is here. Carol says the first one last year, thankfully, moved away. But turned to Cat 4 quickly. The second one caused so much flooding and damage. Yes. But we had too much concrete. Uh, we have too much concrete now, so no natural drainage. And it gets worse with the increased development that's going on. Hmm. Interesting. I don't feel like Cayman has ever had the best drainage. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this island is could have been called Swamp Island instead of uh, the Caymans, <laughs> right? So they came here and they found a lot of Cayman, but they probably found a lot of swamp land too. And yeah, developers have turned swamp land into prime real estate. And I suppose that there is a, a price to pay for that. But as I recall, the majority of the damage was actually caused by the wind and not so much um, water damage. Eddie says the storm last year took down lots of trees because we had lots of rain. That means the ground was very soft, hence the trees fell easily. Mm. Interesting point, Eddie. Yes, because some of them were literally, I'm thinking out here by uh, Wendy's, Savannah, um, and that complex, like they just were pulled up out of the roots. So maybe Eddie has a point. Uh, yeah, it was a little bit crazy. It was a bit weird. Um, so Victoria says they have 4K and 8K. Yes, I'm very much aware. I do have um, the iPhone 12 Pro Max. And that has 4K capability. But here's the problem, um, Vicky, is uh, this is a little technical knowledge for you, but you can't stream in 4K, so it doesn't matter. And in most instances, you can't even stream in 1080p because Facebook uh, is getting there, but not really there yet. So most of the time, um, streaming at that level isn't what's important, but it does matter in terms of like the angle and, um, you know, the angle of, of the camera and the lens quality. So yes, I mean, 4K is, is but one consideration. But like I said, for the purposes of live streaming, the way in which we do, um, 4K isn't, isn't a consideration at this point in time. Because we just don't need it. Um, yeah, Facebook has a lot of restrictions on um, the upload quality and stuff of what you can do in a live stream. Remember some weeks ago, I was telling you guys that I had this very peculiar problem that I've been trying to solve for a really long time. And um, the problem is that, um, hmm. the problem is that anytime I go live from my phone, my audio quality is just really, really poor for 
anyone in front of the phone. And so it's created some peculiar things where I've had to like flip the lens. So it's like my lens and then sitting like super close to someone because that lens like is a different, um, like it crops differently. And then I'm practically having to sit on top of someone to include them in the shot. And that's not really what I want to do or the, the best ideal positioning. So um, there's that. And there's also um, like, I was just struggling with what was going on, right? Now, the odd thing that I discovered is that if I took that exact same scenario and I wasn't live and I recorded the interview, the person in front of me, whatever, they could be heard perfectly fine. And then I upload that to Facebook and it's not an issue. So Facebook does some sort of weird compression when you're actually live from a mobile device. So not like what I'm doing now from a computer. So there are some differences sometimes why even using a mobile device isn't something um, that you want to do, you know? So um, Carol, yes, the tree at Foster's at the airport also came up. Victoria, can you turn on Super Chats on YouTube? Hmm. I'm not a huge YouTuber. I have to admit I'm familiar with the term Super Chats. But um, I guess I could start to expand the YouTube network a little bit. How many people do we have on YouTube, by the way? How many followers do we have? Uh, let me see here now. Um, I'm look at camera more. Uh, I think we have 2.9. Oh, we're almost at 3,000. Hey. Uh, yeah, maybe it's time to start doing a bit more integration for our YouTube followers. A lot of times, you know, they get videos that are like, you know, we're going to load up elsewhere sort of thing, but not really a whole lot on the live, but I do commit to doing the morning show on both Facebook and YouTube. And if I could this morning, I had planned Instagram as well. So, um, yeah, it's very peculiar, but I have no clue what's going on with, um, connected to, so it says that I'm connected to Instagram and then it won't let me. All right. So listen, Let's start with the good news first, and then we'll get into some of the other things. Cannot log into service. Hmm. Strange. Um, so yes, uh, a couple of things that we want to talk about. First of all, I want to say a big congratulations to uh, Don Seymour. I mean, this is a big deal, literally a big deal. Um, in the world of um, finance and everything else. So Don Seymour has managed to essentially acquire the first, listen to this folks, because this is just amazing, the first company in the Cayman Islands to have obtained um, what's called unicorn status. Now, uh, a unicorn in the world, like, listen, when I first heard unicorn, I'm thinking unicorn, as in my daughter's party. <laughs> she wants to have a unicorn party. Um, but no, in the world of, of business, a uh, unicorn company is a company that is valued at over a billion dollars. And there's only 300 such companies um, 
in the entire world, my apologies, 600 such companies roughly in the entire world. So this is very, very interesting. Um, this is an amazing accomplishment by any measures. Um, Steven says Super Chat is a ripoff. YouTube keeps half. You see, I don't know all the details of how Super Chat works, but yeah, I suppose I should look into that. But um, yeah, so he has uh, essentially, you know, um, took his DMS governance organization, which he started back in 2000. 2000 to me doesn't sound like that long ago. And then when I think about the fact that we're actually in 2021, I'm like, that's 21 years. That is a little while ago. Uh, wow, right? So that brings back a lot of memories because 2000, I think I was graduating from law school in 2000. Uh, everybody was panicking about um, if the, uh, remember everybody was like, oh, the, the computers are all going to stop working and we're not going to know what to do. And there was like this whole scare thing that was going on link to that. So um, I think I'm, I think I might've finally sorted out what's going on here. Maybe. Okay. Let me see if it's going to work. Yeah. I think it's going to work. Fingers crossed. Got my hopes up too quickly. Mm. Yes, we're going to go live on Instagram. <laughs> do you not love technology? And then when it kind of doesn't always do what you want it to do, but it finally works, you're like, oh, got it. Sometimes you just got to keep, you just got to keep at it. <laughs> One thing I've learned about just anything in life, speaking of Don Seymour, one of the formulas to success, I'm sure he'll probably tell you this as well, is um, you have just got to keep at it. You know, you have a little setback. Don't let that setback get in your head. Just keep going. So look at that. We are going to go live on Instagram. Here we go. And they better behave after all this trouble because they have no idea. Um, the Instagram window is, I need to move over a little bit for them. They're, the window for them is like really a lot more square. Um, Instagram live is 19 is nine sixteenth ratio. Hmm. Can I adjust it at all? No, that's what it is for Instagram. So it doesn't really matter. Interesting. Hmm. Can you do portrait? So it looks really, really weird. I'm going to show you guys here in a second. Um, portrait, portrait and valid resolution. Hmm. So yeah, we don't have very, um, we don't have a whole lot of options with how I'm gonna look at Instagram. Just the Instagram platform is very different because in fact, Instagram is designed for you to uh, go live from your phone. That's what they intend for you to do. So when you do it any other way, it kind of has uh, even more restrictions. But yeah, let's just go live. We're gonna go live on Instagram. All right. So, um, so yeah, this is an amazing feat. So big congratulations um, to Mr. Don Seymour. So he has transitioned his DMS governance company into, um, you know, now a billion dollar company. 
and the company transitioned back in 2009. Ironically, we had kind of gotten wind of it back in 2009, quite interestingly, but we didn't know exactly what was going on. So we had heard, oh, you know, something's going on at DMS or some changes and um, some redundancies and whatever. And we were like, hmm. And we did reach out. And so when we realized that, yes, yeah, something is happening, we thought, okay, we're going to just wait and see. And here we are now a couple years later. And that wait and see, little did we know, was because they were transforming at DMS Governance into now a unicorn um, billion dollar company. So it's called Waystone. So they started to... Um, Back in 2019, they started to do some merging and partnerships and so forth with a company called MML Capital Partners. So that was the first step. And then it was rebranded and launched in March of this year as Waystone after another merger uh, between some other parties to create um, Waystone. So now they are this huge uh, institutional global governance and third party management company covering eight jurisdictions, valuation of over $1.3 billion. So um, Vicky says no sound on Instagram. Hmm. Okay. Give me one second. Let me try to figure it out. Uh, huh. All right. Give me a second. Give me a second. I am looking. Why do some of y'all jump over on Instagram? like legit. <laughs> All right. I see no sound. Give me a second. I'm trying to figure out why. Um, so I've got, I mean, it shows that the mic is, hmm. Let me see. I don't know how to even change the mic settings for this. Um, <laughs> so why is there no sound? for Instagram. Okay. Give me one second. Hmm. All right. I'm trying to figure it out, folks. Give me a second. <clears throat> hmm. You see? And here's another life lesson. When you think you got it figured out, <laughs> there's still some little glitch that's going to um, trip you up. So hold on. Audio. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hold on. Bam. I think we're back. I think we should have audio now. Can you guys hear me on Instagram? But I think the picture just literally disappeared. Live was ended unexpectedly, but of course it was. Uh, so let's go live again because now I think I got the audio sorted. Um, yes. Okay. So another life lesson. Check all of the the finer details of what's going on, because the one thing I did forget to select was this microphone and not the default microphone, which for some reason says that it's a Logitech. Okay, let's do it again. There we go. Let's try that. Uh, restarting the Instagram live. So King says um, you have yellow duck for Instagram and OBS for OBS live streaming video. Yeah, I'm kind of familiar with OBS. We're having a little bit of a tech conversation like 
in between here. But um, yeah, familiar with OBS, but mm, the research that I've done, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. I'm not really feeling it. Um, there is, um, there's another one, Stephen, that's really quite good, um, PC based, but it requires a lot of, um, upskilling. Like you have to do a lot in the background with your lower thirds and all this sort of stuff. Good stuff. Now we got sound and Instagram. Welcome back guys. So, um, so yeah, I'm sort of like, is it worth the extra headache to do all of that. I've got the hardware equipment now upgraded, as you guys know, several months ago, we upgraded our hardware um, in terms of the PC. So we've got the PC power to be able to do all of that and to run our camera without interference. So Diamond Princess Sapphire, good morning. Louis says, I can't for the life of me understand. IG Facebook made me lazy. It's too easy to watch on Facebook. And I, I know, Louis, you know what I think it is? Hi, Instagrammers, we're here. Hero Blair is an Instagram too. Oh, wow. Awesome. So I tell you what with Instagram, right? I think a lot of people, it's a little bit of an age thing. So um, if you are 45 and above, you're more likely to use Facebook and you're more likely to probably just use Facebook only. But there are some people who will delve into Instagram and they kind of like scrolling through Instagram, but they don't always fully get Instagram and get all of the, um, all of the elements of it. So uh, Stacy wants to know, how is this video better than Facebook? Is it? I don't know that it is. I don't know. Remember now I can't actually see the Instagram live. So uh, Walgood says, looks good on, on IG. Really? Hmm. Okay. Um, hey, everything three, four, five, big shout out. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I don't know. Does it does it look better on Instagram? I have no clue. I guess I could check. How would I be able to check that? I'd have to like log out of Instagram on my phone and then would I have to create a whole new account to check? I don't know. So yeah, I don't know what it looks like on Instagram. Let me see. Let me see if I can check it out. But I don't know why I don't know why it would look better in Instagram, except as I was saying earlier, I do know that Facebook has some limitations for live streaming. So um, you can't stream on Facebook on like the highest possible quality. So maybe Instagram, who's owned by Facebook, doesn't necessarily have those same restrictions. I'm not really sure. Let me see if I can figure it out. Um Uh, I'd have to set up a whole new account and stuff for Instagram to try to look at it. Ain't got no time for that, y'all. But maybe I will maybe I will try it soon. Ooh, somebody sent me a picture. All right, let me see what it looks like. Let me see. Let me see. Um do you think that looks better though? Really clear like TV, she says. What? Hmm. It does look pretty good. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, well, you know what? We'll try it. We'll try it a little bit. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. 
Why not give it all to you guys? Next thing you know, we'll have a TikTok account. Mm. Um, Victoria says IG and YouTube makes money. Facebook uses you. I still think that, um, that a lot of people still are on Facebook. Facebook might, I don't know. What, what's the number one social media platform? Maybe we need to look that up, but there's a lot of people on Facebook. But you know what? Again, the age demographics that I reach on Facebook is a little bit older. And so we keep everyone into the loop. Um, Atlas says OBS is like 10 seconds delayed. Most of them have a little bit of a delay. Uh, Victoria still prefers it on YouTube, but cell phone providers love to throttle data. Um, Walton also says, I think it looks better at IG, but I've just gotten this picture here. And I must tell you that um, this picture does look really crystal clear. So yeah, maybe there's something to it. The the only issue with Instagram is that, you know, on YouTube, uh, YouTube and Facebook, because of the app that I'm using, I can screen share, I can show you guys videos, I can show you pictures, all that sort of stuff. We do not have any of that available on Instagram. So Instagram, you can just watch me, the camera, and listen. So let me show our folks on YouTube and uh, and Facebook. It looked better before I saved it, to be honest, but this is what um, what is showing up there. I swear this this device just compressed that image because it did look way better than that when I pulled it up. You know what? Hold on. I'm going to show you guys something here. I'm going to share it to you. So see now, this is the image when I saved it, right? Now look at the difference. I'm going to pull that image back. And I'm going to do a screen share and show you the screen share. Isn't that much clearer than the image? But anyway, yeah, it looks pretty good. So it's just different features. Um, unfortunately, Instagram doesn't allow me to do all that kind of stuff. But hey, it is what it is. Let's get this party going. Everything 345 and a bunch of other people are here on Instagram. Good to see you guys. Um, you know, we will try it out. Try to behave yourselves, Instagram, young folks. So um, some of y'all just love to misbehave. And when you misbehave, we ain't got time for that. So we just lock it down and we don't live stream on Instagram. And then you guys actually lose out on the conversation and you lose out on, uh, on what is going on. So right now between YouTube and uh, Facebook, we have 256 people working watching and on Instagram, we've got 37. But, you know, I think that if we were able to maintain the Instagram that would pick up, but again, we just don't have time for the foolishness. Uh, so let's get this on the road. MK Collection is here. Thank you, MK Collection 345. Big shout out to Stacy. Powerpuff Dragon Flames. What a name. Um, is here. Uh, Cayman Beefs 2.0 says, Oh, look, we're back. Try and behave yourself now. Cafe Del Sol. Hey, big shout out to Cafe Del Sol. Uh, Miss Periscope. Oh, geez, I'm peace. Do not mention any other live streaming options. <laughs> I don't know anybody in Cayman really that is like big in Periscope. But anyway, um, Fredrin Riley says, perfect. 
uh, everything 345. So this is like 3D TV. It's that Sony lens. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Um, Powerpuff says Sandra with the 4K resolution. Uh, Hero Blair, thank you so much. Says you're picture perfect. I appreciate it. Uh, good morning, Ping. How are you? Big shout out. Uh, don't forget, folks, that uh, this weekend is going into public holiday. And so we do have a lot of uh, things coming up in terms of celebrations. The Filipino community is inviting everyone, all of you, to come out to their celebration that's going to be happening on July the 4th. That's their Independence Day. And they will be at Lions Center. Um, so that's Sunday, July the 4th. They will be at Lions Center having an absolutely fabulous event. So please, by all means, come out, enjoy it, completely free. And they're welcoming uh, not just the Filipino community, but everyone who wishes to come out and participate. So again, folks, big shout out and congratulations to Don Seymour. He has done a fantastic job um, transitioning his DMS governance into a billion dollar company. Check out the story on our uh, website in case you missed it. This is a big feather in our cap here in the Cayman Islands. Um, something to be really, really proud of. Then let me transition from that because I think that this is quite interesting, right? So, um, you know, Don Seymour started from very humble beginnings. Uh, he wasn't given anything in life, but he has admitted that he's had people who have helped him along the way. And um, he always wants to remember that and to give back to the community in a lot of meaningful ways. So I thought about this last night when I was thinking in my head about the discussion that we'd be having today. So it occurred to me that this is someone, this is the caliber of person that we should want in our schools talking to our young people to say, you know what? You don't have to come from a rich background. You can be a little kid um, in Georgetown, barefoot, kicking around rocks, whatever, go to government schools and still come out to one day own a billion dollar company or be a, the major show, shareholder in a billion dollar company. He will be stepping down. Um, one of our sources have shared as um, chairman and, um, you know, basically taking a step back from that particular business. But he has a lot of other, you know, there's DMS broadcasting. He's, he has a lot of other stuff that's going on, right? So I was thinking, why are your young people not into someone like Don? Like, is it that you guys don't know who he is? Um, maybe. I think we do a really poor job of highlighting the successful people in this community, especially in business. But we've got successful people in music. You know, hey, Cayman is small, so we're not talking about they're going to be known on the world stage, but we have had a Caymanian. Is he Caymanian? I think so. Didn't he win a Grammy for some music production thing some years back? So we've had people accomplish awesome things. Athletes, Kareem Street, um, Sedoni and others in the athletic uh, department. You know, we've had our own people do really great things. And we have a lot, lot of young people who are aspiring to do wonderful things. Those young people can certainly go into schools, go into these programs and talk about all of the great things that they've accomplished. Why are we looking to bring in somebody like Intense? Now, I know the Instagram kids think that I'm hating on Intense and I ain't got no problem with Intense. I didn't even know who he was 
until this story came out, to be quite frank. So I've never listened to his music or what he does. Uh, I saw a picture of him like the week before this story, quite interestingly enough, only because of the story that came out about Toto British, who was his, what is he? Um, oh God, what do they call themselves now? Hmm. Not producer, but um, promoter, right? So Toto is supposed to be his promoter. Yeah, whatever. Somebody sent me the picture because Toto was in a little bit of drama with two women. And in that photo was this guy intense. And the only reason he stood out to me, I was like, why the dude got his hair looking all jacked? Honestly, this is my question. I'm like, what, what is this hairstyle? It's like he went for a uh, straightened look but then like these really weird braids and I just thought it was an interesting look. And so there was that and uh, the bleaching of the skin also stood out. I ain't going to lie. I'm just going to sit here and be a hundred with y'all. Um, the tattoos stood out as well. And that was it. Didn't know who he was. Nobody mentioned it. I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, so Toto apparently is like every other Jamaican Cayman, a promoter. How many promoters are in Cayman and why do we need so many? Is there like an event every other day? You would swear that we have a million people here going to all of these events, right? There must be some money in it though, because everybody wants to do it or they want the lifestyle that comes with it. I don't know. But anyway, um, so you know, this whole thing popped off at the school. You guys know the history. I told you about it a couple days ago. Parents contacted me all upset. Sandy, we can't believe this. This guy was allowed to talk to your kids. I'm like, mm. at first I was kind of like, mm, who is he? And then as parents kept sending me messages, I'm like, okay, well, we'll we will do the story since y'all are legit upset. I can't be upset in the sense that I don't even have a child that goes to John Gray High School. Now, as parents continued to talk about it, I could understand why they were feeling the way that they were feeling. You know, is he the best role model for our children? Absolutely not. This show is called The Cool Hard Truth. He isn't the best role model, not because of what he said in that moment. I know a lot of kids are like, oh, but he had a positive message. Kids, you're like 15 years old. Can I tell you that you have a little bit more living in life to do, <laughs> you know? You don't know everything at 15. Hello, I've been there. All of us have been there. Your parents have been there. So yes, we thought we knew it all at 15, but let me assure you when you hit 40s, you're still learning. You do not know it all. And you have a lot to learn. So sometimes it's a good idea to actually listen to other people, including your parents and your teachers, because they know a little bit more about life. Yeah? So, you know, these young people get all their panties all up in a bunch and they're all, oh, Miss Sandy's hating on this man, blah, blah. Anyway, we put the story out there. There's a lot of discussion about it. Now there's a part two to the story. There's a follow-up in terms of what happened because Toto British actually called me and I spoke to him and he said that, you know, yes, he brought this guy here and he's the promoter. He told his side of what went down. He said, Miss Sandy, listen, we would never show up at this school 
Mm -hmm. We would never show up at the school without permission. And I said, huh, okay. And he gave me some bits and pieces of more information. I thought, now this is interesting because you have the school saying they didn't give permission. You have Toto, who's the promoter, saying that they had permission. And in fact, on their way to the school, they themselves were hesitant about going, but they kept getting phone calls saying, come, 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 come. Right? The day that we put out the first story, we did hear something that was interesting, that there was this third person, third party person who had been the organizer behind the idea of having intents come to the school in the first place. This was from my school source, but they never mentioned who it was or anything else. And I started thinking to myself, hmm, could this be where both stories could actually be right? Because you got this middleman. Maybe it was the middleman who was arranging stuff and neither of the other parties knew what the middleman was doing. That's a legit possibility is what I started to think, right? So when Toto called me on Friday, I think it was, yes, the afternoon that the story went up, he mentions the name of the middleman as George Roper. Then I have an aha moment. I'm like, aha. Okay, so George Roper apparently has some kind of program where he goes into the schools. I never knew anything about this. Um, he takes lunch, apparently, for some of the kids. Now, you guys know that Roper himself has uh, been a troubled youth. He has a history of um, incarceration. And now that he is finally out, he's, he was incarcerated for quite some time, in fact. I can't remember what he got incarcerated for, but it must have been a very serious offense. I think he got a decent sentence, right? So now that he's out, he's trying to give back to um, the young people. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that in principle, but you also have to know that regardless of all of that, you still have to follow the rules. So he has a program I've since learned called Save Our Youth, SOY. He might be the founder of this from what I understand. And he brings meals for children on campus via his program. That's all fine and dandy. Now, yesterday, again, this is a CMR exclusive because nobody else is going to tell you this update. Um, Roper wrote an apology letter to the principal. So I'm going to pull it up on screen for the benefit of our viewers on YouTube and Facebook. So this is his letter of apology. And he goes into great detail um, about why he's sorry and what transpired. So he takes full responsibility, apparently, for this mishap. He says, listen, it was his fault. He, um, he says, dear Mr. Clark, I'm very aware of the concerns for many parents and the wider community as a result of the videos being posted on social media in relation to Tashawn Gibbon DJ Intense visit to the school. It is very evident that his visit caused quite a stir since the videos posted has all gone viral. I am, uh, 
also aware of the backlash in parents about the visit, and therefore I thought it best practice to write you this apology letter. Well, it's more than best practice. I wish to sincerely apologize to the entire staff and parents of John Gray High School for going against school, school protocol and guidelines as it relates to, oh, hold on. Getting a breaking alert here of a robbery. See, this is what happens when we're right in the middle of a show. Things happen and we tell you. So let me uh, try to get some more details on that. Hold on now. Uh, mm -hmm. So we're hearing that, ooh, are you kidding? What? Uh-uh. Oh, this is big news. Let me try to verify it. Give me a second. Because uh, this is huge. There's an alleged robbery that this went down on local business. So give me a little bit to suss the details. All right. So um, he goes on to say that, you know, um, I wish to sincerely apologize to the entire staff and parents of John Gray for going against school protocol and guidelines as it relates to this matter in question. I take full responsibility for any damage caused as a result of this decision making. Whilst it was made clear to me that the boys, that the school was in no position to facilitate an intense visit to meet with a small group of boys, I went against that instruction and showed up in any event. I um, also sincerely apologize to the security team at John Gray for any breach against the establishment and protocol from a security standpoint due to my already existing security clearance. Interesting. I want you to know that I have a keen interest in John Gray as a former student, also as a strong proponent of issues affecting our youth. I'd like to take this opportunity to work with the young people as it relates to the effects of electronic media. I'm so sorry that this misunderstanding led to such a regrettable outcome. So couple observations about this letter. Um, first of all, when you apologize and you take responsibility for something as Roper has done, and kudos to him for at least doing this much, because now we understand what transpired. So it looks like Roper already has clearance to go um, into the schools, and he used that despite being told no, the intents couldn't come to the school. He used that to get in and to, took, to take intents in to speak to, um, you know, not just the boys to men students, but a whole group of a bigger, um, a bigger uh, audience at John Gray. But then he talks about things like, um, that doesn't really make any sense, that um, he understands now, um, like the second paragraph, it's very evident that his visit caused quite a stir since the videos posted um, has all gone viral. Well, it's it's not about the videos going viral. It's, it's about what actually happened. What happened shouldn't have happened, regardless of whether the videos went viral or not. That's a serious security breach that you have a pre-existing clearance and you decide a school tells you, no, you can't do this. And you decide to go against it and do something else. And as much as young people, you know, want to think that this is fantastic, that um, 
he showed up and whatever, that causes concerns. I think all parents should be concerned. And in fact, I'm of the opinion, I don't know exactly what arrangement Roper has with the school, but given this uh, disregard for specific instructions from the school, his security clearance should be retracted. Yes, that's how it works. So in life, we all make mistakes. We all make not mistakes. We make poor choices, poor decisions. And we screw up. And there are consequences that come with that. Consequences are a natural flow of the things that we do. So the immediate consequence that should come out of this, and we'll certainly reach out to John Gray, is unfortunately for Rupert, you should no longer have clearance. That way this never happens again. You want to continue your program uh, each and every time that you come to the school, you get spe specific permission for that visit. So we're not trying to, you know, ban Roper from the school. I think that if he's bringing food to the kids and he's um, that interested in what they're doing, that's a good idea. Kudos. But you don't just get carte blanche uh, entrance into the school anymore where the security guard sees you and be like, oh, yeah, it's Roper. Whatever he's bringing in, it's fine. Because what else could you be bringing into the school? Everyone should be subjected to um, checks. It's kind of like, I don't want to compare schools to prison, but let's think about the security protocols. Just like the prison officer bringing drugs into the prison, right? Uh, you need to have checks and balances. You can trust them or don't trust them, but you've got to have checks and balances at places to protect the system, to protect the kids, to protect the prisoners, whatever it is. And to ensure that these breaches are not um, an ongoing situation. So um, that is that situation there. Um, and then he goes on to say that this was a misunderstanding. Well, it wasn't a misunderstanding, right? So when you apologize, um, When you apologize on, hmm. when you apologize uh, really for your actions, you don't use words like it was a misunderstanding. They told you no. What part of that wasn't crystal clear? That's not a misunderstanding when someone tells you no, don't do this, and then you go and do it. Because when that happens, you are going to have a problem. All right. So uh, don't call it misunderstanding. Simply apologize and move on. I'll chalk it up to, maybe he doesn't quite understand it, understand what a misunderstanding is. All right, let's move on. It's done and dusted. Hopefully the school has put some um, protocols in place that it doesn't happen again. Uh, Edison, Addison, sorry. Addison Ray, uh, right here on uh, Facebook, YouTube, 
says, hi, Sandy, I'm here, beautiful, but um, I'll stay on Facebook. <laughs> so she's going to jump back to Facebook. See, it's good when you got choices. Uh, we now have 303 people between uh, Facebook and Instagram. I mean, Facebook and YouTube. And then another, how many are Instagram? 29 people on Instagram. Uh, Barbara, good morning. Miss Morna says, you never stop learning until we die. Well, that should be everybody's motto. Uh, Miss Irvlin says, Sandy, they could not have gone to that school without permission for true. Pick sense out of nonsense. Good morning, Tommy. Joining us in the Bahamas, Marshall says Roper was incarcerated for the robbery at Foster's years ago and was accused of misunderstanding while in prison. What kind of misunderstanding? <laughs> oh, that meant to say murder. Oh, okay. My, okay. Well, murder. Can murder be a misunderstanding? I don't know. Hi, Loretta. Good to see you. Um... Carson says, and he's making up for his mistakes as we all can um, and notice. Okay. <laughs> Victoria says he was the choice to talk to ben boys to men. Wow, that's not healthy. See, this is where, right? I'm sure George Roper's intent was good, I guess. But perhaps he doesn't quite understand why intent would not be a role model for our young kids. What has he done with his life to be transformative, to say to our young people, well, look at where I've come from and this is now what I'm doing that's that's like positive. Quite doesn't make any sense. Understand? You understand me? In fact, as we said on the program on Monday, just uh, last year, he was accused of getting a high school young lady pregnant in Jamaica. That ain't no role model. Miranda says agreed. Roper's clearance should be revoked immediately. Good morning, Miss Karen. Uh, Marshall agrees that his parent, his clearance pass should be taken away. You see, this is what concerns me with education and the things that happen, right? You have all sorts of things uh, popping off. The teacher trying to perform an exorcism on her children um, you know, drugs in the school, all these things happening and allegations of sexual assault, rape, all sorts of stuff. We bring the stories to you. Then they quick time, put out a press release. Oh yes, we're investigating it. And then we never hear anything from the investigations. This is why everyone is wondering where is Juliana O'Connor Connolly? Another accident on the roadways, by the way. This kind of looks like, um, that looks like that could be crew road. You know, hold on, let me put this up. It's hard to tell. So there is an allegation, um, or not really an allegation, but someone is saying that um, there is a robbery apparently that has taken place at one of her grocery stores. So again, you are hearing it here first. We're trying to, we're not going to name the store or the location. We're trying to get the details. Um, but I'm actually going to send out something to my WhatsApp group. 
So um, <laughs> the beauty of this group is, you know, we've got hundreds of people on there. And sometimes if we need information, like I need to know, do you see any police in the area? Anything's going on? Uh, I send out a quick message to them and they'll let us know. Uh, Bishop Hero Blair says, justice has no friends. Uh, Gabby says, so true. We can't get any updates on anything going on in these schools. And uh, yeah, I think that that's, you know, that's a problem. Because we never get a true sense that there was a resolution. And then things keep happening. And you wonder, again, minister, come out and speak. You know what I find is so interesting? The minister could come out and make all sorts of um, condemnations of um, gay people, right? Remember that? She sent out this voice note. Oh, we're going to pray to God to rebuke this situation, rebuke the governor, and he can't do this, and blah, blah, blah. That's like the only time she's ever been passionate about anything and spoken out about anything. To me, that's very hypocritical, first of all. And um, it, it's it makes me kind of wonder... Why are you not as passionate about the things that actually really impact and affect your children? Consenting adults and what they're doing in the privacy of their own homes really shouldn't be your business as minister of education, right? I don't know if you're a church minister, but that's not what we're paying you to do. And And, you know, it's just kind of like, do your job that you get paid $13,000 plus a month to do. Give us an update. What happened to this? It's just, it blows my mind. Cayman is so small that we should have someone like the Minister of Education telling us this was the outcome of our investigation on this issue. Now we place the teacher back um, or the principal back into the school because, you know, whatever. Just tell us what is going on. This is why when a parent says to me, right, that her child and the child says to me that I was inappropriately touched by a school teacher and they filed a complaint with the MASH unit and the police. Mm -hmm. Nothing comes of the investigation, apparently. They claim they don't have any evidence. Okay. If they don't have any evidence... You go back to the parent with the child. This is what you should be doing, mass unit. And you have a conversation, like a sit-down conversation. You know what they did instead? They sent the school teacher back into the environment. Now, you tell me, you tell me how crazy this is, right? You're a young person that has made an allegation against a teacher. First of all, you know you just understand how that works, right? You go back into school. And here you are, now you're like thinking this investigation is ongoing. No one tells you that the investigation has concluded and they don't have enough to proceed. You're walking down the hall and you see the teacher. By all accounts, all eyewitnesses, the child had an immediate breakdown. She started screaming and crying like, why is this man here? And you could understand reasonably why she would be upset. It's ridiculous. Now, this the MASH unit claims that, oh, well, 
Yeah, we, we reached out or the school claims that they reached out to the, the mother and they didn't know that the child was no longer living. With the I'm like, what? You don't even bother to sit down and have a conversation with the young lady, with the child that is in your care. How many hours a day that's there every single day? You're talking about you reached out to one parent who no longer, the child's no longer living with that one parent. This is like slackness at a totally different level. Like really? Huh? And then you don't think, this is, this is what I don't understand, right? A child makes an allegation like that. You don't think that right. Even if there was not enough evidence to proceed with a criminal charge or to fire this teacher, let us add an, an abundance of caution, just move him to another school or somewhere else. Instead of having this child who has now filed a complaint against a teacher and the teacher knows it, okay? Instead of having that situation where the teacher and the child have to cross paths all the time, why not put the, the teacher somewhere else? Let's assume innocence until proven otherwise. But still, good common sense practice should dictate that you can put him somewhere else away from that child until she's finished at that school. No, apparently none of that makes any sense. You just put the teacher back in and have the poor young lady just buck up into the man one day and cause the child to almost have a nervous breakdown. What am I missing here? Uh, treacherous up to the time, three, four, five, big shout out to you, says Real Talk. So I'm often confused by a lot of this stuff. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I think we need some answers. As Sandra Coe says, we must really be brain dead allowing ex-con access to her school. Don't take any genius to figure that out. Making up for his mistakes, may God help us. When will we ever learn? Well, speaking of the fact that we will never learn, let us transition into the latest UCCI fiasco. Because clearly we will never learn. Jess says, I hope that we're not holding our breaths for the minister to come out and speak on that matter or any other. Well, at this point, I think it's fair to say that we're not. Flashpoint says, I'm not clear why Mr. Roper would need an open pass to deliver food to the school. Neither am I. Also, is he... Um, an inspected and approved provider of meals to the schools. What if a child gets sick from the food? Well, I don't know about all those logistics and I don't know where the food comes from and all that. Um, but I think that anyone delivering, I don't care if it's the canteen providers, there should be checks and balances when anyone comes into a school environment for obvious reasons. You know, parents are entrusting their children with um, entrusting the school with their children. So at the end of the day, everyone should be checked. Everyone should be suspect. In other words, these are the protocols for everybody, regardless of who you are. Victoria says the youth that was in that viral video was just um, silenced by John Gray High School. They, the apology video they did was just to shut them up about the truth of the schools. John Gray High School is flopping. Well, let me give them their credit because apparently... John Gray High School has received a good um, report that they're very, very excited about coming out of, um, I think this story might go up later on today, 
coming out of the school inspectors. Now we're excited about a school that has a good report. The irony of that, I hope is not lost on y'all. Good is good enough for Caymanians. We're not talking about excelling and doing great above average or any of that, just good. Well, I suppose it's better than failing, which is where they were, right? Or near failing or whatever. So improvements, small step. So let's give them some credit and kudos for that. But again, I hope that our people will understand the necessity to do better than just good. Here I am as a parent, right? I have one child looking at school options and thinking about, all right, what are we going to do here? Government schools do not seem like an option for me. And this is sad. This breaks my heart. As a child who went to, well, I left Cayman, so I can't say that I went to middle school here or high school. I was just in Georgetown primary, right? Poor little Georgetown kid, walking barefoot in my little school uniform after school. If I had stayed, I'm sure I would have gone through the public school system. Would that have been to my benefit? Well, based on a lot of what I'm seeing going on, probably not. And I don't want to put undue burden on schools because understand what I'm about to say. Parents are the number one factor in the success of their children because the messages that you give them every single day, your expectations of them, the values that you place on them will transition into all aspects of their lives. However, they spend at the biggest portion of their day at schools as well. So if we have failing schools, if we have children who think that aspiring to be intense is the most that they can accomplish in their lifetime, we definitely have a problem. Mm-hmm. So this, folks, is where it's at. So it's a little bit crazy that these appear to be the standards that we're okay with good. So I want to give them credit, I guess. But at the end of the day, I think that it's incumbent on us as a community and as parents to really try to raise the bar. Good is not good enough. Good is the bare minimum. So, you know, as a parent, I look at these things, I think, oh, Lord, I'm going to have to be working extra hard. It's not about the pole life, but I got to find a legit situation to earn some money to be able to afford to put my daughter in a private institution. Now, let me be very clear. Private schools have their own set of problems. They've got a lot of overprivileged kids who also don't know the value of manners or anything else. They've got kids who are, you know, into drugs. They have very easy access into drugs. Parents who are not paying attention to what the children do. They just, here, here, have a, have a black American Express card and go do whatever you want. Live your best life. So I'm not saying that private schools have any better parents 
or even sometimes kids, they might be more on the affluent side. But I think what tends to happen is you have a different level of accountability when you actually are paying for it. So when I go to the principal of a private school, I expect them to listen to me because I'm like, listen, I'm dropping whatever amount of money every month on my child's education. So I have a voice. I'm not going to be ignored and I'm not going to be shuttled through the Department of Education, the Ministry of Education, five teachers, two principals, and no one still has an answer. And no one ever responds to anything. So I think there is a different level of expectation of what we can expect from private institutions. And I think there are times when I have this discussion, people are thinking that I'm trying to say that somehow private schools are better. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there is a different level of accountability. Private schools have the option to kick you out. Mm -hmm. So you're a real troublemaker. They will remove you from the school. Now, sometimes are there allegations that they turn a blind eye because a kid's parent has lots of money? You hear about these stories too. Uh, Miranda says, too many people on island with valid work permits, but no jobs. Plus, they're local criminals. It's just, it's only just began COVID, no going away anytime soon. Victoria says the story is all tied together. Luisa says they don't care for the children. Hmm. Buenos dias, Alba. Como estas? Um, Miranda says lots of dumb people in authority uh, in this island. Unapologetic for that comment. Gabby says these school officials and even the police aren't properly trained to deal with victims of sexual assault or abuse and how to handle these types of situations. Sad, but I have to agree with you. Uh, Natasha says, at the time when you would have attended public schools, you would have received a first-class education, not so much today. You know what is interesting about that comment, Natasha? I was speaking to someone yesterday, and they were saying that even the caliber of teachers that we are now recruiting um, for public schools seems to be very different than you know, 20, 30 years ago. And I'm like, Really? We are scraping from the bottom of the barrel. And you know what I think to myself? Wait a minute. We're paying teachers $5,000 a month now. Guaranteed, regardless of your performance, you're going to get paid five grand. And uh, we can't get better teachers than what we're getting. In some instances, it's actually the teachers that are a problem. So sometimes it's not always the kids and it's not the parents. We have teachers that are underperforming too. Hmm. Isn't that something? For five grand a month. Y'all need to shape up. Elizabeth says, some of them teachers are so sick. I catch one of them undressing me with his eyes. Oh, Lord Jehovah. Um, I felt sick knowing that I have a young daughter in there and also other kids. That's disgusting. I'm curious, Elizabeth, did you say or do anything when that happened? Because this now is where, as parents and people in this community, we need to be stepping up. If you're in a school environment 
and you see a male teacher undressing you with his eyes, even if you're an adult, that is not appropriate behavior at school. And like you said, it makes you wonder what he might be doing to those poor young girls with his eyes and maybe even more. That's just disgusting behavior, unprofessional. But did you do anything? Did you say anything to him? I'm just curious. Because you see now, you know this is where I'd be like, sir, I would even call you, sir. You're looking to get a box. Mind yourself. But you got to report this to the authorities. Again, not like they're going to do anything. But, you know, at least make them be aware. Put it in writing so that they know. When will the documentary on John Gray High School and UCCI come out? Lord, let's talk about UCCI. Dionika says, ex-prisoner who's made mistakes and evolved himself and helping other troubled um, youth or troubled boys to possibly direct them on a better path is beneficial. How many teens have been incarcerated? Yeah, I don't, in principle, see anything wrong with an ex-convict speaking to children in a controlled environment. And the message has to be, you know, obviously um, an appropriate one. I don't see anything wrong with that. In fact, it has been proven all over the world that if a child can relate to an individual, and this is why I suppose at the end of the day, um, they responded to intents in the way in which they did. They can relate to him, right? They know, they know him, they know who he is. Now, they might not know everything, and certainly the parents don't seem to know who he is, but listen to me. As school administrators, as parents and other people in this community, a lot of us came from nothing. We came from humble beginnings, and through hard work, we have been able to achieve a little something in this world. And you don't have to be, you don't have to have been incarcerated to have a positive message about life transformations. Man, I could tell you guys, I could give y'all some speeches that would knock the socks off of our young people and keep it real. And I've not been incarcerated yet, although sometimes they look like they'd be trying kind of hard. It's never happened, right? I don't have to go to jail to have a positive message about how to succeed in life and how you can turn almost any situation around. Flashpoint said, did you see all the girls fighting to get closer to the suspected child predator? Hmm. Um, Elizabeth says, back when it was, when I was going in uh, school, they had good teachers that were from England. They cared about us. Well, I, I don't care necessarily where they're from, because I think you can have caring teachers from probably anywhere in the world. I would love to see more Caymanians in the schools, because again, I believe that Caymanian teachers can relate to our children a little bit more than anybody else, because, you know, they understand the Cayman context. But I don't care if you're English, Jamaican, or whatever, as long as you are fit the criteria. So you care about children, you care about their education, but what we've been doing is we've been importing people. And the other thing I want to say about this is I don't think that we should be importing every single teacher from Canada or every single teacher from Jamaica or every single teacher from England. Diversity is important because our children need to learn that in the real world, 
which they're going to step out into at some point. It's not going to be a real world of just Caymanians in the workplace. Trust and believe me. You are more likely to be, especially if you're in financial services, law firms, whatever, surrounded by tons of other people. So you need to know how to get along with other people, how to appreciate other people and other cultures, because the true facts are Caymanians are outnumbered, and this is not a political statement. This is a fact. We are outnumbered in all facets of everything. So we have created a situation with, with government schools with only Caymanian children, which I don't think is to our benefit. Let me go on the record to say it again. Somebody needs to reverse that policy. It hasn't worked. And what it has now created is a two-tier educational system where the expats believe that government schools are worthless and they produce produce worthless end product in our children. And they're at the point now where maybe even if they had the choice, they wouldn't want to send their kids to government school. Isn't that horrible? We did ourselves a disservice by splitting up the system. I wasn't here when it was done, so I don't know what the logic was for doing it. But I know that integration at all levels is important in life. Diversity is very, very important. You hear people talking about the diversity of the ecosystem. If nature itself wasn't diverse, if there was no diversity in the ecosystem, none of us would probably even be here. Aliano says, uh, what else do we expect from a society that believes in the mantra that the whole loaf is better than no loaf? So a half successful system is better than no system at all. And half a car is better than no car. And I can go on and on. We need to step in. It broke or busted. Elvira says this was a serious matter, having intense around her kids. Again, the kids don't seem to think so. You need to go read their comments on Instagram. They're like, we don't care. Why are you still on this story, Miss Sandy? Ugh. I'm like, you do understand that this isn't about me. This is parents legitimately concerned. Jonathan says it's time long gone past the bitter end of the rope for terminology like slackness, incompetence, and or such wordage, which seeks to intentionally or not mischaracterize the burgeoning realities of truth. We are witnessing, what we're witnessing is widespread institutionalized corruption from the top to the bottom, the inside out and the outside in and from all perspectives. What we're witnessing is a heinous state status quo um, of the most vile of hypocrisy, the most unacceptable of derelictions of duty. And then unfortunately, I don't know if you wrote anything after that, but it got cut off. Um, Sue says, you're not hearing half of what's going on in private schools. Yes, they love the big money, parents too. Um, but one thing I will say, Miss Sue, is the quality of education in private schools, except for triple C, appears to be uh, better, for sure, than government schools and institutions. 
So maybe they have a lot of the same behavioral concerns, young people, you know, but the quality and the access is very different. So on the one hand, you think to yourself, all right, uh, we're going to have to deal with behavioral issues. Kids are just going to be bad sometimes and they need some disciplining and there's a red tape of the school administration and blah, blah, blah. And uh, on the other hand, the quality and deliverance of education is also a concern. Damien says, who's doing the hiring? The other thing is in private schools, there is some greater degree of accountability when things do rise to the top. So remember the teacher with the photos, the vacant photos online? Where is she? She got fired. She was asked to leave. If that was a government school, you know what would have happened? Oh, we have to carry out an investigation. Five years later, still no report on what happened. Teacher still there in another job. And in fact, because it's government, they probably would have promoted her. She would have got a bigger job doing something more. That's the realities of government. We seem to import and attract some real shadiness. UCCI folks, let's talk about that. I see you guys still have a lot of comments on, on what's happening in our schools. Um, so there's an allegation that a head of, uh, what it's called, head of hospitality studies at UCCI is being investigated. Well, this isn't an allegation. Here's his picture for YouTube and Facebookers. It is, he is being investigated, yes? For alleged financial, uh, some sort of concerns about financial wrongdoing. Sharon says nobody's listening to parents' concerns. That's interesting. Um, so this is an investigation. Let's be very clear. He's not been arrested or charged with anything. The school apparently has indicated that this investigation came about as they were trying to prepare their 2020 financials and they noticed some eye-raising irregularities. And then they contacted the Auditor General and the police, Financial Crimes Unit. Uh, that channel is asking what happened to the exorcism woman. Once again, we get no updates from government about what happens to anybody. Sharon will do a weather report just here in a second. But no, we're not under hurricane watch as of yet. I'm going to check messages in a bit. So the only thing that I can say about this situation right now, okay, we will allow the police to carry out their investigation the inside allegation, which CMR understands, is that he set up some kind of company during COVID and he was getting a contract through his company to provide like dive services and stuff, dive training or whatever for students at the university college. Now, you know that that's inappropriate on so many levels. That should never be allowed. And I'm guessing that he did not inform the school of his connection to the company 
But the only thing that, that came to my mind is, are we here again with UCCI? Are we legitimately here again? How can it be after the whole Dr. Saeed fiasco that there are not super strict checks and balances in place? I don't understand this. Y'all need to help me understand this. How is it possible? right? That there could even be a discussion about financial irregularities. Again? Are you kidding me? How is this possible? In what world? Right? It just seems incomprehensible that we are even having this conversation. Something is wrong at the University College of the Cayman Islands. Now listen, we have been hearing rumblings of stuff for a little minute now at UCCI. Not just in relation to this situation, but there are other allegations surrounding the University College of the Cayman Islands. And the list is growing, folks, by the day. It's a lot. And so I think it was this week or last week, we announced in our WhatsApp news group that we were working on some exposés for UCCI. This is only one of what's coming down the pipeline. There is more to come. It's unfortunate. But the university college seems to be in a hot mess. There is more to come. There are a lot of allegations we are sifting through. And I hate to say it, but... It looks like the university college is in trouble yet again. So it's time that maybe we reevaluated the university college with a really close up magnifying glass because it is not really working for our kids. A lot of school administrators appear to be running amok. My apologies to the uh, Instagram folks. One limitation of Instagram is that you go live for an hour and then it shuts off <laughs> on this uh, PC format. So that is a limitation. So every hour it shuts off and we have to restart the stream. So uh, yes, there's this allegation of financial impropriety at the university college from the former director. I don't even know if he's former. Have they fired him? Who knows? We don't know. Again, they probably give him a pay raise. But what I do know 
as our sources have shared that he's actually not even in Cayman anymore. The man gone, absconded with his money. He gone, clear. So if they find financial uh, inappropriateness and they want to arrest him and charge him, now we got to track him down and extradite him? Pure slackness. Really poor slackness. So one person on WhatsApp says, um, the educational quality is only better in private schools because the students and parents are held accountable for their grades compared to public schools just passing because of your age and students and parents are not held accountable. We have a new CPA board. Woohoo! Folks, you're getting it here first on CMR as usual. So let's break it down. Let me give it to you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, Kevon says, are we really doing this again at UC? Deja vu, you, trust me. Deja vu times 50, probably. It is ridiculous, like I said, that we're even having this discussion. But let's wait until the investigation comes out with the details. Again, he's not yet been arrested. He hasn't been charged with anything. So let's give him the presumption of innocence, as the law does. So here is the new CPA board. Uh, Instagrammers, sorry, you can't see any screen shares, but I'll read it out for you. This is who we have on the board. It's official. We have uh, Ian Perdue as chairman. Handel Whitaker as deputy chair. These are all new appointments, by the way. The entire board almost has been replaced, which is probably good news for a lot of people. Joshua Bernard, member. Gillard McLaughlin, member. Charles Russell, member. Wendell Scott, member. Peter Campbell, member. Kenneth Ebanks, member. Danette McLaughlin, member. Shakina Bush, member. Christine Maltman, member. Celicia Bancroft, member. And Ashton Bodden, member. Um, DCB. What is DCB? Uh, I'm sure that must stand for some government department. And he is reappointed. And of course, director of planning or his nominee serves as executive secretary. So folks, uh, first release here, development and planning. That's the CPA board, Central Planning Authority has a new board and those are the board members. So congratulations. Uh, to all of the board members, we will be expecting great things from you guys and obviously keeping an eye on you as well. So you've heard it first here on CMR, who comprises the new CPA board. So the government's actually going through and replacing all board members, more or less. I think they have to do like three quarters or something replacement. So one or two people might hang on, but I think they should replace them all. ICTA needs a new board for sure. So lots of new boards will be coming forward. The planning, the CPA board, the planning board is one that's always watched with a very keen eye. So we have confirmation in that. And I wanted you guys to be the first to know. All right, folks. Uh, Jonathan, Sharon says he did the same thing that Saeed did. Um, that place attracts criminals. Well, when you have uh, a system in place that is less than um, robust, let's use that word, of course you will 
I don't know if he's a criminal. Let's not call him that because he hasn't been convicted of anything. But let's assume that the allegations could be true. I think what you what you do is you have people come in who may not be criminals, but they see a way to try to take advantage of the system financially, and they will do so. And of course, if they do so, then that now becomes criminal behavior. So let's word it that way. Um, Wanda says, is there no oversight on any level? Jonathan says, training, kiss my back foot. Yes, sir. Uh-huh, nope. Collusion, complicity, and a shared culpability and or guilt is the reason. Uh, DCB Development Control Board. Oh, thank you, Linda. Sister Island CPA. Ah, got it. Thank you. Yes, congratulations to everyone. Uh, what about the Sister Islands, immigration and liquor? I guess we'll hear some more about that. Miranda says, wow, wonderful. Thank God, because planning was a mess. <laughs> it sure was. And uh, we are hoping that this board will do a better job. But let's not, you know, we're going to keep keep their feet to the fire, to be honest. Uh, Travis, good morning. Pure white Hennessy and McLaughlin. Hopefully you're not drinking Hennessy in the morning. Good morning. Vicky Sticks, Instagram. Walton, Jillia, Virgilia, Yami, Brian, Alex, big shout out to everyone uh, who are watching us on Instagram this morning. YouTube, shout out to the 70 people over there. And we still have 198 people on Facebook. Sue says we need a clean sweep of education. Mm -hmm. uh, Ms. Janet says our church has been praying for him, Wayne Jackson, because he's supposed to be away for cancer treatment. Oh, well, let's hope that that is the case, Ms. Janet. Um, we do know that he's away. But then Dr. Saeed, didn't he also claim that he had cancer and that um, he was on death's bed? Do y'all remember that? I remember it because all now, nothing came of it. He's still in jail and apparently jail food must be agreeing with him because he claimed that he couldn't go to jail. He couldn't do this. He couldn't do that because he was on deathbed with cancer. Well, we must have got some pretty good treatments around here, including while in prison. Anyway, Dr. Saeed remains incarcerated as far as I know. <sighs> what a hot mess. Anyway, <laughs> Janet says, I hope that history is not repeating itself. Somebody says, I don't think he's in jail. Is he out already? But didn't he just go into jail? Let me see if I can find out if he's still incarcerated and I'll let you guys know tomorrow. All right, I'm getting congested. Do you guys realize that as I keep talking, my sinuses are getting congested? And then the, the funny thing is once I stop clear, when I stop talking, it'll just like clear up in 20 minutes or so. Uh, Tracy says a shiny new CPA um, just sent you the PDF. Yes, several people have sent it to me, um, Tracy, and I have read it. Um, I'm going to go take like a Benadryl or something. All right, folks. So tomorrow morning, 
We've got the Honorable Minister of uh, Tourism and Transport on the program. So make sure that you tune in for that. Instagram, you guys behaved yourself today. So we will um, do it again tomorrow and we will try it and see how we get on. Um, and then maybe this could be a permanent relationship. You never know. Okay. Because I get that some people are just on IG. You know what I mean? All right. So um, we'll check in Dr. Saeed. But he never had a doctorate. So I think we need to stop calling him Dr. Saeed. We'll check in Saeed, Hassan Saeed, and see if he's still uh, in jail. Tune in tomorrow for uh, uh, some information from Kenneth Bryan. Ooh, some very useful information regarding the mandatory completion of that survey. And then that's all I got for you. So I'm going to get to work. You know, you got to work hard in life. You got to earn your coins. You don't get to just sit back all day and do nothing and think that life is going to pay your bills. That's not how it works. CUC wants their money. The bank wants their money. And everything is due the first of the month. Can I just tell you? So you got to pay your mortgages, whatever other loans you got. Keep on top of it, folks. Uh, work hard. Earn an honest living. I've got a couple of business meetings uh, going on today, so I will get uh, working in those. Uh, my daughter's out of school, so today and tomorrow she's hanging with me. But, you know, in between her, I'm working and doing other stuff. So it is what it is. Big shout out to all the hardworking parents out there. I want to really take my hats off to um, the single moms and dads who really hold it down. Because I got to tell you, it's difficult even in the Cayman Islands with two incomes and trying to do what you need to do, much less one and kids. Uh, Peter wants to know any more on the Turtle Farm Center case, read the thefts. Uh, no updates on that one, to be honest. So um, I will try to be, sorry. I will try to see if I can get some information on that. Um, it's now a matter for the police and the DPP's office. So we will take, we'll see. Uh, Dana, thank you. Uh, Victoria, thank you for tuning in. And again, folks, if you want a prize, um, please reach out to me to ensure that we can, over the next few days, get you your prize and get you all sorted out. We still have some prizes left over, so I'm going to be like giving stuff away um, throughout. So yes, we just celebrated four years of CMR. Um, so big anniversary shout out uh, there again. Okay, folks, so Mr. George Roper, hey, are you just logging in? I think we need to have a conversation with you. Um, so Al Ebank says, something looks psychedelic on your set. I think it's the um, light in the background because normally it's like a solid color, but today we're doing the transition to all the different colors. Yes. Elizabeth. Um, any update on the Turtle Farm Board? I heard that the Turtle Farm Board has all new board members and apparently um, uh, there are no women on the board, which is kind of interesting. But we'll, we'll get the board names for those as well. Woo. All right, good folks. Everybody have a beautiful day. Instagram viewers, we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Uh, normally we start at about 7.20ish. Uh, we do a little stint on uh, KISS 106.1 with Aaron, Blake and Aaron. 
oh, in the morning and then we um, start our show. So I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at CaymanMarlRoad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings. 